Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Mayetta. Passed an omnibus bill tonight, a $2.3 trillion omnibus bill with $900 billion allocated toward COVID relief. I don't know what we're doing as a country, but we are a step or two removed from socialism, the nanny state. We've written about it at Tech Today. We've talked about it. This isn't how you get an economy to grow. This isn't how you unleash entrepreneurial talent. Debt-funded, quote-unquote, stimulus is not how you kickstart an economy. We're creating all sorts of moral hazard. We're bailing out companies that, that don't need a bailout. We're teaching young people that it's okay to stay home and not be productive. You're going to get a check in the mail anyway. If bailouts were so great, if debt-funded stimulus was so great, if free money, which is a misnomer because there's no such thing as free, but if, if printing money was such a great thing, rather than, what is it, 600 uh, per person per week. Why not 10,000 per person per week? Why not write a check for every adult for half a million, a million a year? Why not write a check for every adult for 10 million bucks a year? It's because printing is not healthy. Growing the debt is not healthy. Our debt to GDP is roughly 130%. We've published, I don't know how many tables and charts this year at Tech Today around debt to GDP, national debt, fiscal deficits, Fed monetary policy, growing M1, so on and so forth. And I've seen a number of people argue that, hey, it's okay if the fiscal side and the monetary side behave in this manner because other countries are doing it at, as well. So on a relative basis, the dollar is not going to get punished anymore. That's that's not an excuse. That doesn't make it okay. So let me give you, I, I took a couple of notes. I'll link to the, the full bill in the show notes. So roughly $82 billion to colleges and schools. God forbid they save for a rainy day. You know, these colleges, you know, grow grow fees, grow tuitions, no matter what's going on in the economy, and yet we need to bail them out, okay? $25 billion in rental assistance. $284 billion in loans for struggling businesses. And I don't know how the Congress defines struggling, and I don't know whether or not these quote-unquote loans actually are required to be paid back. So that may just be an open-ended handout. We've got billions single-digit billions to multiple countries. We're paying for sex change operations in Pakistan. I don't know what's behind that, but that's an extract that I read in the bill. So there's just all this goofy stuff, all this pork and waste jammed into this omnibus bill. And that's been going on for for decades, right? I just don't see that changing. Yeah, you know, we've got a fiscal deficit. We're growing it by one to two trillion a year. So I just I just don't see that changing unless the dollar absolutely collapses, then maybe we'll get a house in order. But this new element to our debt-funded culture, the COVID-related stimulus, I just, I don't see this going away. I just don't see us, don't see the federal government not writing checks to Americans because they've now set the expectation that Americans are going to get a handout. And I believe the federal government, regardless of whether it is the GOP or the Democrats that control Congress or control the White House, I believe they will be afraid, they will be spineless, and they will be afraid of not writing that check for Amer- to Americans for fear of being thrown out of office. The old universal basic income that Andrew Yang spoke of. It's, it's happening, we're just calling it something else. So we have socialism light, and pretty soon we're not going to be able to call it socialism light. Combine the fact that the country is running in the red with record debt levels, as I mentioned, 130% debt to GDP. But then you layer on top of that the fact that companies are running record debt levels. And Powell said in his presser last week, well, sure, 
uh, there's a record amount of debt out there. That's one way to look at it. But another way to look at it is the fact that rates are at a record low. So the actual interest cost on an absolute basis isn't really that bad. Well, yes, but the way we're printing at some point, the Fed is going to have to increase interest rates. They're going to have to inch up in order to preserve the dollar. And that's going to be painful for a number of companies that have variable rate paper on their books. So we're not going to be able to allow interest rates to gradually flow to an equilibrium. You know, I was talking with a friend of mine today on the buy side, and I suggest that, who knows, 1% to 2% max. And I doubt we'll see a 2% interest rate in the next five to seven years. I mean, the natural interest rate wants to creep up there, but we'll obviously offset that with uh, a robust QE program, which right now at present we're running 80 billion every two weeks, 160 billion a month, and that's going to tick up. So I don't know what these politicians on either side think the end game is, but they're playing a short-term game, teaching, teaching America's youth the, the wrong way to do things, creating massive amounts of moral hazard, not just with youth, but with, with corporate America, with executives who feel like, hey, they could take all sorts of risk, and at the end of the day, they're going to get bailed out anyway. I did not look to see if there's debt relief in here for the airlines. I know they were looking for $80 billion. There's going to be another COVID relief package in calendar Q1, probably another trillion or two. And you know, many of the companies that, that benefit from this relief package plus this next one, I can promise you they're going to be out in the debt markets because they're out there now. They've been out there since July, August, buying back stock. So they're eventually going to get themselves in trouble again. And even if we put a contingency in there that says you, the airlines, may not execute stock buybacks for X number of years, the minute that elapses, they're going to be back in the market, getting themselves in trouble again, looking for a bailout again. If no second wave of COVID, and it looks like we have a, a, a mutation here, but if COVID went away tomorrow, the airlines would be back looking for a handout, in my view, within five years. And who's to say something else doesn't come out of left field and, and hit us again, which is going to require another bailout, apparently. Because that, that's the way we do things. Every time something unforeseen happens and potentially throws the economy off, you know, we've got to cut trillion dollar checks to keep everybody happy. And you know, a, a fair amount of this is going to find its way into the, the markets again. People are going to throw money at Bitcoin. People are going to throw money at Tesla. Stay home and trade stocks. Productivity goes down. Speculation goes up. We're doing everything the wrong way. And at the end of the day, that's bad for individuals, bad for companies. Even bad for my technology companies who are, I'd say, stronger than companies in every other sector of the economy. So I don't know what we do, what we need to do to change the, the culture, but this have your cake and eat it to culture extends beyond politics and impacts the real economy. It impacts the capital markets. It impacts people in meaningful ways. Uh, it may make many of us feel good in the immediate term, but we have to pay the piper at some point. So we're setting us, uh, ourselves up for a, a day of reckoning. That's all for now. See you next time.